Hi guys. Hey. Welcome to the second episode of Nyasha Musa Grace. I'm Nana. I am Nyasha. Good. And today we are going to be talking about anecdotes, but we're also talking about African elephants and hair. I have no idea how the two relate, so I'm really interested, Nyasha, in what you have to say about this. <laughs> I think it's it's fair to say that today's topic is um, anecdotal hair care, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of anecdotes that surround hair care. For sure. So I am going to tell my own anecdote. Right. But this is a good anecdote. <laughs> it, it's, it's a positive anecdote. It's it's an upbuilding anecdote. Right. It's, it's useful. Okay. And too many hair anecdotes out there are just not are not useful. useful and this is an area i'm very passionate about because right. some of my clients are quite young so i deal with people from the age of six because okay. i think below the age of six this is a totally different podcast altogether okay. but we just need to stop traumatizing the kids then yeah it needs to stop but anyway so mostly i will deal with people from the age of six okay notice i call them people yeah they have because they are and yes. they are people they're little humans so I deal with people from the age of six and right. onwards. This is how I came to the realization that, ooh, these anecdotes are not healthy and they're right. not safe. And we need to rethink. Again, it's not judgment. Mm-hmm. If, if you are one of those people that has done this, you know, if you've ever told somebody to just go and wash their hair with baking powder and right. not explained why, how, what, and you've not even done a consultation, so you don't know their health. You don't know yes. nothing about this person, but you're just telling them, oh, wash your hair with baking powder. Wash your hair with apple cider vinegar. Yes. Lie on your bed upside down and your hair will grow an inch a week. There's a word for it. There's a technical term for it, but I refuse to dignify it. Right. So we're not even going to tell you what it is because I don't want people going and Googling. What is this? It's not something you should just be doing. And it actually, Mm. scientifically, it doesn't actually work. work. People will do anything for YouTube hits. That's what I was going to say in this wide world of YouTube and social media. We are perpetrating a lot of things that we shouldn't be. Yeah. And it's okay when grown-ups do foolishness like right. that. Mm? If you want to cause wahala for your life. <laughs> hey, I've got Ghanaian friends. Eh? <laughs> if you want to cause wahala for your life, it's okay. Because you're grown-up and you can make a plan. Yeah. You realize, oh, I need to call A&E and I need to fix this. And yeah. hopefully you're sensible enough to say... I was lying on my bed or I was standing on my head yesterday at home trying to make my hair grow. So could this be related to that? The issue is when you've got people between the age of six and 15 coming to me and saying, is this true? Thank goodness they trust me enough with that question. And they're open enough to say, I've tried this or I've been trying this or I am doing this. Mm -hmm. And then we have that discussion of, but why? Yeah. Yes, everybody wants to be YouTube famous, Instagram famous, whatever you want to be, that's okay. It's not a place of judgment. Mm -hmm. Can we just stop and think that every time we're giving out advice, Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to start talking about the no poo movement, because I'm side-eyeing them. My side-eye game is very strong. People who come and tell me about, I don't use shampoo on my hair, and I just wash my hair with conditioner. Conditioner. How how about we compare your hair and my hair, because I use shampoo. Let's talk about that. Do you know the point that resonated with me was when you said, okay, so not washing your hair with shampoo, but using conditioner, it's kind of like washing your skin with more cream. After you've played in the mud. After. That doesn't work. (laughs) Not just any time, but it's like you've been playing in the mud. Sorry, okay, I do do accents. It's it's just out of love. (laughs) It's out of love, love, not disrespect, so don't come for me. No. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Th- there is th- th- 
There has to be intentionality. Definitely. There has to be method mm-hmm. to your madness. Be mad. Mm-hmm. It's okay if you want to be mad. Be mad. But be able to explain the method behind yeah. your madness. And that's what today is about. And so the African elephant is very close Tell to us. my heart. Tell us about and these African elephants. African elephants tend to live in families. Right. And the families can be very large, mm-hmm. like a huge family. And they have a very tight-knit social structure. Right. And so they have to walk for miles. They walk for miles looking for water, looking for food. Because obviously they live in parts of Africa where at times seasons change. Right. Okay, now this is not my area of expertise. Yes. So I am trading carefully. <laughs> but I have a love for elephants and I sort of looked into it one day for... Um, Research purposes. Yeah, research purposes. <laughs> as you do. As you do, you know, as you brought in your horizons <laughs> yourself. But the more I learned about these elephants, the more I realized that they have a lesson to teach us as black people. They okay. have a lesson to teach us as black women, as African as people with curly hair. Okay. International curly hair wearers. Even if you wear your curls straight, yeah. it's still okay because your hair grows curly. This yes. is information you should know. Because you speak to people with curly hair. You care for kids, especially with, with curly, curly hair. hair. So this is my episode of like, shout out to the kids them, yeah? yeah. <laughs> we love the kids them. <laughs> as long as they're being quiet and not running around. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And as long as they can make a cup of tea yes. once they're over the age of seven. <laughs> you should be able to make a cup of tea once you're over seven. But African elephants usually tend to live in a matriarchy. Okay. And... So the male elephants, the bulls, mm-hmm. they tend to go off. And sometimes right. there'll be like one or two of them or three of them. They'll okay. live like in a cluster together. But herds are mostly grown mummy elephants. Okay. Female elephants are called I didn't know cows. this. <laughs> Say that again because I don't think a lot of us know that. Female elephants are called cows. Is that strange to anyone else other than me? <laughs> as if I call you an elephant you might be calling me a cow really <laughs> you never know but, okay. but female elephants live together in these in these herds right and there's always one queen okay. matriarch which okay don't come for me yeah just correct me but do it with love in 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 I think in Debele and I think also like in Swaziland, right. the, the queen is called the Ndlovukati. Okay. So <clears throat> this is again an area of no expertise. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm using common sense here, but I think Ndlovu is elephant. Okay. Um, in whatever language they speak in Swahili. Okay. And I think Kati is female, like female, female elephant, I think female queen. Please. Okay. If you're from Swaziland, please, by all means... Correct me so we can fix we this. But they call the, the, the queen is called Ndlovukati. Okay. Um, and I think it's more than one language in Southern Africa that will use that term. So there's always Ndlovukati, a matriarch in every okay. in every tribe. And her job and her role mm-hmm. is to show the younger generation where right. the watering holes are. Right. Her job is to make sure that the middle-aged elephants who are going to take over from her, right. are doing a good job of raising their daughters, especially. Okay. Obviously, they birth males, yeah. and the males stay with, their, their, um, with the herds up until a certain age, mm-hmm. and then they go off 
right? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, I didn't come across anything that said that male elephants have a habit of killing b- baby elephants, which okay. polar bears do. Like I like polar bears, but they will kill the young. Yeah. Of other, like I don't understand that psychopathy, but okay. <laughs> it doesn't happen with elephants. And I think it's because, again, this is conjecture. This part yeah. of it is an anecdote. Huh? Right. <laughs> These male elephants are grow up around females for long enough for them to have that inbuilt sense because they're very loyal. Yeah. So they've that sense of protecting each other. So okay. they they will only fight because somebody wants to mate or they fight for good reasons. Right. Right. But getting back to the female elephants, when a mum, an elephant mum, has a newborn, right? She's inexperienced. Mm-hmm. She's not left to her own devices. Right. There's that community there with her. The community rallies round. So her mom right. will come and step in and help her. Okay. So they will sort of like have the elephant midwives. They yeah. will surround her. They will help her with the birth. They'll encourage the baby up mm-hmm. because elephant babies are usually up on their feet very quickly. And they walk, they feed them and they do all sorts of things. And it's like, we need to keep moving. Mm-hmm. They might sometimes hold back mm-hmm. and stay for a couple of days just to make sure that the baby is well enough okay. to walk and to move forward. Right. So there's that sense of community. Yeah. And there's a very, very, very strong sense of we pass on information to, to the, the next, next generation. generation. Got it. Which is why it relates to hair. Yes, tell us, because I'm seeing the links, but just in case. Yeah, so it us. relates to hair because it's the responsibility of the older generation, mm-hmm. the elders, the wise people, the wise women. Yes. To pass on good, useful information right. to the younger generations. Um, it's, it's the responsibility of grandmothers mm-hmm. to guide their daughters or their daughter-in-laws. And sometimes a grandmother is not necessarily related and connected by blood. Yeah. But if you are a female... And even if you're male mm-hmm. and there's children in your family, do you feel that sense of responsibility towards them? Because a herd of elephants will not go off. They will linger around even when one of them is dying. Yeah. They will wait. They will linger. And when they come back mm-hmm. following seasons, they will smell the bones. They always will stop for elephant bones. Right. And they recognize bones that belonged to one of their own. Mm. So if elephants can do that, I think we can do better. A, yes. <laughs> we can definitely do better. Like we really should be aiming to do better. Yeah. This is where the anecdotes I spoke about before. Can we stop and think about what we're telling people before mm. we say it, if there's no scientific proof to it? And also, can we remember that hair care is not a one size fits all? all yes. Getting back to elephants. Seasons change in the Serengeti and the rest of Africa. Africa has at least 52 countries, for those of you who don't know. 54. Oh, 54. Well, I stand corrected. When I went to school, it was 52. I don't know where the other two came from, but we welcome them, okay? We welcome them. So there's 54 countries. Africa is not a country, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't help when we ourselves keep saying, in Africa, this, that happens. We turn Africa into a single village. That's not the case. So they travel and they will travel beyond borders. Right. And depending on what the matriarch can see in front of her, because villages spring up, things happen. Mm -hmm. She will remember routes that she's taken before, and she will teach them a new route. She will say, okay, because there's this situation happening, 
we're now going to go this way. Okay. And they go that way. Right. And getting back again to baby elephant, mommy elephant, if the grandmother's very young and inexperienced, mm-hmm. the aunts and everybody else chips in to help. Right. But they never, ever take over the mother's role. role. So they will train the mother. Right. To look after the baby. Yeah. It's, it's a joy to watch, actually, when yeah. you see, like, an inexperienced elephant mummy and she's panicking and her baby's <laughs> panicking and then you see the grandmother's panicking because she's a young grandmother. Not a judgment, <laughs> just an observation. Yes. Then you see the older elephants come in and they will, one will go and calm down the mum, mm-hmm. the other will go and calm down the grandma. And sometimes you can see there's, there's a, um, a clip I watched where one of the older elephants was literally just pushing the mother away because her behavior was traumatizing her baby. Child, yeah. So she took her to the side and sort of calmed her down and said, okay, let's just deal with you first. Mm. So this is where, remember in episode one, we said we are going to sometimes talk about things that are uncomfortable. Yes. I'm going to bring in something that's really uncomfortable right now. Right. Only the person that is supposed to be responsible for the child should be making decisions about the child's hair. Mm, Say that one more time because I think that's very key. Only the person Mm -hmm. who is actually responsible for a child Mm -hmm. needs to be making decisions about the child's hair. So all those forward grandmothers, Mm -hmm. I'm side-eyeing you. It's not your job to take your daughter-in-law's daughter Mm -hmm. and relax her hair, perm her hair, or do something to her hair if you've not been asked to To do do that. Mm -hmm. That's not loving, it's not kind, it's disrespectful, and you're not passing on anything useful. Yes. How about passing on the useful stuff you do know? Yeah. How about that? Any of our listeners have kind of just gone to a family member's house one weekend and come back with a completely new hairstyle that they cannot change. Yeah. Just come back with relaxed hair. Yeah. Without having been told, without the parents having been told. This yeah. is the kind of habits that we're talking about. That's it. That's exactly it. When an aunt decides to override mm-hmm. a mother just because the mother may be Caucasian. Yeah. Or the mother may be mixed and struggling with baby's hair. Or a father. Or a father. Whatever. Whoever's responsible. Yeah. It's not your place to make decisions about that child because this has happened. And I have had, I'm saying this because I've had clients who've told me that their hair was relaxed by people who should have not made that decision. Mm -hmm. That's wrong. That is wrong. It shouldn't happen. No. So speak to the parents, speak to the parent, speak to the carers, speak to the person who is in charge. Mm -hmm. Have a discussion. Again, your intention is not to change their mind. Your intention is to offer a suggestion because some of you listening to this will come like ah, I'm not gonna do that I don't care <laughs> that's fine it's not for you keep yeah. it moving but for those of you who've never thought about this can you just spare a thought and think do not override the person who has respect because you're causing scars yeah the parent will get upset they will tell you off they'll do whatever but you've already also communicated something to the child, child that is it that lingers with them and now you've created a problem because if you go and you just relax a child's hair where's the aftercare yeah where's the explanation of how to make this work because two of my clients particularly um they had really thick mixed hair right so they had really different textures which is fine so i can understand the struggle Mm. but this is where this is where our culture going back if you look back 150 years if you look back in history And even if you look at Sudanese women today, certain parts of of North Africa, 
you don't do your own hair. Yeah. Somebody else sits down and takes time to detangle and they they take they take their time mm-hmm. they spend a whole day doing their hair and putting the herbs and putting this and putting that it's something that was done with somebody else's help mm-hmm. so you do my hair i do your hair we pass on what we know to the to younger others, generation yeah. we watch so then it's like oh we want to have this long hair but this is how we do our hair and then hairstyles mean things but that's possibly for season three yes <laughs> oh, push <laughs> that, that one down we're just gonna come back to that one so there's a lot that goes into it that mm. we are no longer doing today. And then again, there's the history of what has happened to us as communities. Right. Like colonialism has has played a very big role in this and has impacted a lot of how we view and the attitudes surrounding our hair. But the point is, before you tell somebody what they need to be doing with their hair or before you make a suggestion, can you remember that hair care is an individual thing? Yes. There are things that you can do that work for you. That but that's because your everyone. genes are your genes. Yeah. Your hair is your hair. Your health is your health. Yeah. Unless you're prepared to actually do a full-blown consultation, stop and think before you give advice. Yes, no, so because true. people wind up with broken hair. People wind up with receding edges. People mm-hmm. wind up with situations. People wind up with self-hate. Yeah. Purely because you just went in there and passed on something that's actually not accurate. And that you had no business passing on Exactly. Either. Like, I just all gave you, like, a lesson in Swahili that is <laughs> 99% wrong. <laughs> it's only a 1% chance that what I've said is accurate. But that's why it's, it's not even anecdote, Swahili. Swahili right? is spoken somewhere else. You see? There I go, lying again. <laughs> the point is, when it comes to things that can affect somebody, yes. and especially because hair, hair is is one of those really sensitive things yeah. because unless you want to cut your hair and unless you want to chop and shave and not have hair, mm-hmm. don't say things that could result in somebody having a hair loss that they hadn't bargained on having. Yeah. And don't say things and encourage people to do things that can lead to depending on who they are, depending on their health, depending on their agility and everything else. They will fall over, crack their skull, and then what? You might never know this. Yes, yeah. But if you believe in God, then know that there's a God watching. Yeah. And he saw what happened. Yeah. Like, let's have that compassion. Let's have that care for one another. Mm -hmm. And let's learn to pass on what's useful. Yeah. Think of the elephant. What is your role in the herd? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't be a cow. (laughs) Let's stop being cows. Yeah, it's not good. You know, it's it's not good. It's yeah. it, especially for young kids. Yeah, it's it's not nice when a child tells me that. Well, now I just hate my hair. Mm-hmm. That's not something that you want to hear from a nine-year-old. Yeah. They're only nine. How about when they become a teenager? Because that carries forwards. It, it impacts them right until. Right until whenever it it does, it carries on. I have clients who are. <laughs> over 68 Mm. I don't want to out them the chances (laughs) that they'll be listening to this are very low but I've got clients who are over the age of 68 who are still affected to this day yes by things that they were told when they were kids yeah they were kids they were kids I think sometimes we think that because they're kids they're even not really listening they're not paying attention they're not going to remember it. But yeah. actually a lot of those type of things are very destructive. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that some people don't get good results from using apple cider, apple cider vinegar, vinegar <laughs> to wash their hair. But there's a science behind it. Yes. There is a process. There is a reason. reason why. Yeah. It doesn't work for everyone. What if you've got eczema? Yeah. Or, or what if you haven't? What if, what if, what if, what if? There are so many what ifs. And any, anybody who works in the beauty industry is trained to ask. You have to ask for contraindications. Yeah. Things contraindicate. A lot of people say, oh, my hair is itchy after being braided. Not just because the braids are tight, but because the chemicals mm-hmm. that are used to coat braiding hair. Some people are sensitive to that. Yeah. But not everyone is sensitive to it. Mm-hmm. You see? Mm-hmm. So you can't just, oh, do this because of this. You, If you're not qualified, it's like coming to me and asking me for advice on dealing with your heart issues. Right. I have <laughs> never been to medical school. Yeah. So I wouldn't be coming to you for advice in that case, yeah. right? And if you're a hairstylist and your yeah. clients are asking you things that are beyond the world of hairstyling, send them to see the appropriate professional. Yes. That's, that's it. That's what elephants do in their own yeah. little way. Yeah. You know, when an elephant gets hurt, the older elephants come in, they know where to go. They know what to do. We know what to do. Mm. We can do better. We just need to stop and think. Yes. Intentionality. 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 And always grace. Yes. Grace, grace, grace. Be kind. Okay, that's that's a lot, guys. We have gone from elephants to and it actually makes so much sense. We have got a little bubba with us today. Because we actually want to learn about her experience of her hair. Um, We all have stories to tell no matter what age we are. So we have a young lady with us called Jade. Hi, guys. Hi. Tell us a little bit about your hair story. Because you've had so many experiences in, what, 13 years of your life? (laughs) 13, guys. Go and tell us. So um, I really never used to care about my hair, but I kind of did in a way. Because... When I used to go to school, I saw these girls with straight hair, and right. I used to think it was so pretty. Okay. And I always wanted to have straight hair. So because I, you saw them yeah. with straight hair. And people liked that, and it was looked upon as amazing. Right. So I used, used to ask my mom, can you straighten my hair? Can you straighten my hair? Can you straighten my hair? And she used to straighten my hair. Okay. All the time? Not all the time. Sometimes she'd be like, no. Right. But sometimes she'd be like, she'd give in, and she'd straighten my hair. Okay. So... so has your outlook to that changed? Well, it kind of has because I did a hair course with Afrotility and okay. they taught me to appreciate my hair and love my hair and learn more about my hair. Yeah. And if I learn more about it, I'm going to care more about it. And I think that's helped a lot. Yeah, that's a beautiful point. Just learning more about your hair, which will lead you to caring about your hair. Definitely. So if I asked you today, do you want straight hair? What would you say to me? Not really. Not really. What kind of things have you been doing with your hair then? Now that you've gotten out of not wanting the straight hair, what do you do with it now? I've made a few poor decisions. (laughs) (laughs) What kind Um, of decisions? (laughs) (laughs) Um... I have done, I have put locks in my hair. Okay. And I thought it would be like a good idea because, you know, I love length. Yeah. I still love length, but I like Afro length and I like, I don't necessarily want straight hair, I want yeah. length. So I decided to get locks, but um, I'm a kid, so I probably didn't look after them <laughs> the best I should. And I just got really tired of them and okay. bored of them. So I decided to take them out. Okay. Yeah. And... Then I've been putting my hair in protective style since then because I still want length. Yeah. It's just that 
I want protective styles and wearing my hair out. I want to do so many different things with my hair. Nice. So you've gone from having wanting to have hair that is straight, having yeah. it straightened every now and then, to then having locks in your hair, to then also wearing protective styles. So already, styles. already you've got three different, completely different Honestly, types of hair going on. Diff- That's amazing. Oh. That's more than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, twists, braids, cornrows. Yeah. So many crochet braids, yeah. So many different things, and I think it's really cool that I have yeah. af- Afro hair because I can just protect my hair. But yes. at the same time, if I want to wear it out, I can wear it out. I can do so much with my yeah, hair. Yeah, it's so versatile. There's so much you can do. Now, you had something recently done, and you you're sort of processing that. Tell us what you recently did to your hair. I cut my hair. She cut her hair. I, I didn't cut my hair. <laughs> my mother cut my hair. <laughs> she had the big chop. My mother cut my hair, and I'm not very happy about it. Tell us about this. Tell us what... I want to know what happened. um, My locks, obviously, I said I'd take them out because I don't really want to mention that I cut my hair because I I don't like short hair. I love length. And my mom, she cut my hair. Under duress. (laughs) Under duress. So tell me now, how do you feel about your cut hair? I, to be honest... I know I should love my hair no matter what, but I hate it. Right. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I just don't like it. Cause yeah. That's why I've been putting lots of styles in it. Right. I've been putting corners, braids, twists, like I said earlier. Yeah. Just to hide it, in yeah. a way. Because I love length, and I feel like I don't really like cut hair. Yeah. Like other, I feel like other people's hair, when they have cut hair, like yours, yeah. is amazing. <laughs> and it looks good on you, but Thank I you. don't feel that it will look good on me, and it doesn't really... Now, so. yeah, no, I hear you. I hear a lot of what you said. So I cut my hair this year. I cut my hair in May and it was after coming back from holiday on Thailand and thinking, I don't know what to do with my hair. So I cut it, but it was my choice to cut it and it was I was choice. ready to Definitely. cut it. So when I saw it cut, I was like, I absolutely love it, which again, doesn't happen for everybody. Definitely. Now, you didn't have a choice in the I, decision I didn't. you made. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> Thank you. And so possibly a part of how you're feeling about it, about your hair, is because of the fact that you didn't make that choice? Exactly. And I think that I should have the freedom to... Yes. Like Afrotilisi said, that we, us little people, we have opinions. Yes. And I didn't really want to cut my hair, but I had no choice in the matter. So when it was cut, I kind of felt ashamed of it. Right. And right. I didn't, I didn't. Did you know the reasons why it was cut? Obviously, I knew the reasons why it was cut. And because it was damaged at the sides. Okay. And I still feel that I don't want my hair cut, okay. even if it was damaged. But I know that's the wrong perspective. No, it's, but it's, it's yeah. you're honest about it. You're owning Ugh. it. That is, that's brilliant. This is someone who's 13, but you're fully aware of yourself and what you like and what you don't like. And I think really what we can gain from this, us grown folks that think we know everything, including what is best for our kids. Just taking a moment at times to really discuss with them mm-hmm. what is happening and even just having a conversation with them, even if at the end of the day, by fire, by force, your hair will be cut. <laughs> yes, definitely. If you can understand why your hair is being cut, it does help you yeah. to process that a little bit more. It does, definitely, because then you understand, you're like, well, I'm being unreasonable. Yes. And there's no, I can't escape this. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah perfect. So just to sort of summarise our episode today, we have looked at elephants, elephants. and we've also <laughs> talked about hair and how they relate. Mm. They relate so well. They do. We have actually learned that the intentionality needed from parents, from adults, 
when they're looking after children and talking about the hair and how they talk about the hair and what they mm-hmm. do to their hair. Mm. All of that good stuff needs to be brought and in. And the advice. And the advice. Definitely. For me as a stylist, it's the advice yes. that people pass on. Um, shout out to YouTubers. I think yeah. they're fabulous for hair inspiration. Yeah. Fantastic. And I always tell, I don't have time at work mm-hmm. if people come and say, oh, can you tell me hairstyles to do? There's compilations on YouTube. Yeah. They're brilliant for that. Go and learn a tutorial how to style your the hair. hair. Yeah. Um, just understand, however, that going to YouTube to learn how to do a particular style, mm-hmm. a lot of those people are not trained braiders. Yes. And I, I, I'm kicking myself because I know a couple of well-trained YouTubers who are actually hair stylists. Right. And I did want to shout them out. So I think I will... I'm not going to do it today just because I don't have the information and I don't want to pass on the wrong right. names. But there is a couple who are trained stylists. They're American-based. Okay. They are trained hairdressers. So from their content, mm-hmm. I've seen that, okay, their content's really good. Otherwise, I'm quite happy for you to just go and get styling inspiration from there. Just mm-hmm. just go and get inspiration from wherever inspiration abounds. But when it comes to knowledge and yes. understanding, there's no shortcut for training. Yeah. There's no shortcut for training. And we're going to discuss this again when we talk about stylists because mm-hmm. not every person braiding is trained. Yes. Some people are just training because they learn from YouTube, they learn from an aunt, they learn from whoever, and that person wasn't necessarily aware of the other side of styling. Mm -hmm. There's always a pro and there's a con to styling your hair. So this idea of let's just pass on information, oh, because it worked for me. Yeah. Healthy hair and unhealthy hair are two different things. The things you do to heal your hair are not the things you do once your hair is healed. healed. Standing on your head to make your hair grow, doesn't work yeah it actually doesn't work it's not that being upside down that works there's other things that are happening that may help yeah but you can't cheat nature because hair typically grows between either a quarter of an inch to half an inch Mm. every month Mm. so you're looking at six inches of hair growth per year regardless of your ethnicity Mm -hmm. So, obviously, there's some people who will get seven to eight inches of hair. There's some who will get four. I get four inches of hair growth per year. Right. And people come and tell you, your hair grows fast. I know how quickly my hair grows. Mm. I get four inches of hair growth per year. My hair is the length it is because I keep the four inches of hair I get each Each year. year. (laughs) You see? So, this is why it's so important for us to remember that don't pass on information if you don't okay. know what you're right. talking about. If it works for you, it doesn't mean it's going to work for the next person. Because even within a family, yes. how I might diagnose sister A is not how I would diagnose sister B. Mm-hmm. The routine I would give the mum is not the routine I would give the kids. Yeah. Your hair journey is very individual and it depends on you. So get to know what is good information yes. from what is bad information. Get to know... What is a good stylist from what is not a good stylist? (laughs) And on that note, it's a mic drop from me. (laughs) We haven't done our moment of grace today. What is our moment? Before we drop the mic. Okay. (laughs) What's our moment of grace? Our moment of grace today is let's be kind about how we offer Mm -hmm. advice or suggestions 
or pass on information. We mm -hmm. do want to pass on information, but let's make sure that the information we're passing on mm -hmm. is correct. Yes. Let's get our information from good sources and let's pass on good hair information because we want everybody to have healthy hair. I do. I want everyone yeah. to have healthy hair. I want people to hold on to their hair. I don't want to see the edges I keep seeing. Right. Like these damaged edges, like you got hairlines that are slowly marching out of your yes. lives. And it's <laughs> not because of illness. This is this is being created by you and yeah. by whoever is styling your hair and by it, it's it's being created by mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. We we cannot problems. be the backbone and the proper upper of the hair transplant industry, mm. which I see happening in about 10, 15 years time because yeah. there's too many teenage girls who are already showing signs of traction alopecia along mm -hmm. the hairline. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. irreversible. Mm -hmm. So our moment of grace is, can we stop yeah. hair damage? Yes. Please. I love it. Thank you for listening in, guys. And next week, we will be with you all about salon tails, hair speaking, and looking at what the tight, tight braids does. Mm. Thank you for listening in.